1: Welcome to a European edition of Advantage Connors. Well, at least for one of us. Here is always your co-host Brett Connors coming to you from Sweden today. Uh, where's my co-host? He's across the pond in California still. What's going on with you, Jimmy? Jay Manetti, you you've uh, on the
2: road and uh, traveling, and now in Sweden. And well, uh, I I know you've had a rough trip. Tell me a little bit about it.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it hasn't been without its obstacles so far. Uh, uh, you know, traveled over here. Uh, you know, Molina's family lives over here, coming over for a wedding and to do a bunch of stuff over here. And uh, my bags lost along the way. Uh, was flying through London. Did never fly through London. If you have the opportunity, stay away. First off, my flight was canceled. Uh, and so I had to stay a night in a overpriced London hotel. Which was fun, and uh, so then went back the next morning to fly here, and then they, my bags didn't make it, and they still have not made it. It's been a little while, and and can't quite get a straight answer. I've had to go shopping for new clothes and new toiletries, and and if it takes a little longer, might have to get some new golf clubs on uh, on Finnair and British Airways. So uh, we'll, have to we'll see. Well, that out. might not be a bad idea either. <laughs> yeah, you never well, know. We'll see.
2: I, well, go, going through London, uh, you know, it's a it's a pretty busy airport, and. Big and uh, you know a lot of things happen in there, but uh, uh, now now I know why uh, traveling is not in my future plans. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, just right. you know, st- staying close to home is not a bad idea.
1: Or at least direct flights. The only problem they don't they they used to have direct flights on uh, Norwegian uh, and SAS uh, from LA to, to Stockholm. And about three or four years ago, they 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 canceled those. So now when you have to go through somewhere else, it always makes it a little tricky. You never know if your bags are going to make it or. I mean, the crazy part was I walked through the terminal and you looked up and our flight was canceled along with like three or four other flights from British Airways. Where it's like, geez, this has become so normalized. We're like a handful of flights is getting canceled at a time. So. Well, yeah, it's crazy.
2: It cra- well, travel, traveling sure has changed. And uh, I think uh, you know over the last number of years with the you know with the pandemic and everything that's uh, been going on, that uh, you know they're trying trying to get back on schedule and and go about it, but uh, Hey, uh, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm happy to be sitting in my den right now. I I, I know, but the, the good thing about it is, son, you made it safe. So yeah, uh, we can you always get new bags and clothes and all that. But uh, you made it safe, and that's what counts.
1: Yeah, made it over here. Molina was already here, and I'm here with Annalie and Vendela and, and and everyone over here. We're having some fun. And it's it's not the worst place to be stranded. Uh, you know, without your stuff, it's all right. No, <laughs> can always get more crap. So. Well, let's, uh, let's talk a little French Open, and kind of do our recap here uh, over the weekend. Uh, saw saw kind of a little bit of what we expected, not exactly maybe on the men's side, but Igor Swiantek wins uh, back-to-back on the women's side, and Novak Djokovic comes through, wins his 23rd Grand Slam title, taking the lead in the Grand Slam, and uh, I guess you could say GOAT debate, we can get into that a little bit later, but... Give me your uh, your takeaways from what was a pretty fun and entertaining two weeks uh, of clay court tennis in Paris, yeah, you know
2: looking at uh, you know, Swiant coming through. I, I mean, she just uh, continues to roll, doesn't she? I mean, you know, her tennis and and her attitude and and uh, the the way she plays, she gets up for the matches. and you know and and uh, you know, I, I want to talk about her a little bit because you know when when you get on a roll like that, you know it's tough to. You know, you think all of a sudden, you know, things are gonna just fall into place, and you're not gonna have to work as hard and train as hard, and and go in with the attitude that every you you know you got a bullseye on your back, and everybody's after you, you know. So you know, sometimes there's a letdown, but boy, she sure has, you know, kept uh, really on top of everything, and and goes out and and plays the kind of tennis and 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 approaches. The uh, uh, the matches and the tournaments, uh, you know the uh, you know was such a great attitude and you know she she's a fighter she she goes in and uh, you know things are tough on her she doesn't care she just digs in and uh, you know uh, plays her best tennis and if it works out it does if it's not I'm coming back for another go round so proud of her the way she's handling uh, uh, the last year and a half or so and and uh, the
1: way she's gone about it let me ask you just a follow up on that a pretty good final I mean she was up a set and a break on Muhova who came through, you know, kind of a little a Cinderella run for her, making her first Grand Slam final. Right, um, exactly. And, and then she comes back from a set and a breakdown. So I think Mihova was up a break in the third, where Iga, you know, fought back and was able to, you know, to come through. Uh, but talk to me about how it was to see her win without having to play her kind of her two you know, main rivals. Now you know, we've talked a lot this year about how, uh, you know, Rabakina and Sabi, Sabalenka, have kind of, you know, jumped ahead of the rest of the field as being kind of that second player on the WTA tour and the people who are challenging Iga every week. And then for, you know, Rabakina beat Iga three times this year for her to not have to play her and not have to play Sabby. Talk to me about how, you know, how that was for her kind of, you know, getting lucky there a little bit.
2: No, you know, listen, you can only play who's on the other side of the net and, and, uh, you you can't worry about anybody else's draw. You just got to, go out there and play your own game against the opponents that are throwing at you on a daily basis. And I always said, listen, I'm going to do the best I can to get there. If you guys can't get there, that's not my problem. And, and, and it's not right. Uh, You know, whether the, the, the others have made it tough on her or not, they still got to get to the point where they can play her. And, you know, that's the great thing about tennis, Brad is, you know, there, there's no given. I mean, some days you go out there and, you're one hundred and ten percent. Well, you know anybody can snap their fingers and you know and and have a great day when you're one hundred and ten percent. But when you're not and you're only seventy percent and and you got to figure out a way to win and gut it out and stay in there and grind and get dirty and and go through uh, you know all the emotions of of uh, you know trying to you know get to the next round. that you know that to me is is what I like most about tennis. You know, and I, as I say, you know, you can't worry about who's on the other side. You just go out there and and take care of your own business. And and uh, I understood that from from the very beginning. And you know that also was kind of beat into my head from the early days. You know, with Pancho and in and, uh, and your grandma who told me. He says, you you just go out there and take care of your own business. Get a, get up for your matches and train and and do everything necessary, and then you'll be ready for whoever's on the other side and uh, to play. So. Uh, you know, I I look back and you say, "Well, man, no, you know, it w- it might have been a better final if." No, I don't think so.
1: I don't mean that. I just mean like for her to get—not that she got lucky, but just like it's a little bit of a bummer that Rubakina had to pull out because of the sickness, you know. And then Sabby right. looked like we were going to get the final. We thought we were going to get with Ega and Sabby. Sabby was up five-two in the third. She came back from a set down in the semi. Right. She had a chance to serve for it, and and then you know, kind of. Because sometimes that happens with Sabi, the double fault sneak in there and, and, she, and she can she can blow a lead here and then kind of let that one slip away. So I'm, I'm not taking anything away from Muhova or from from Iga's win. I'm just saying that, you know, she didn't have to play those two, you know, the two players who have kind of bubbled up this year and become her biggest rivals on tour.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm sure the tournament would have liked that the The dream final, or the uh, the match that everybody expected and and wanted to have to to see who was going to fight for the French and also to be the best player and who's going to be number one. and you know, and, and uh, yeah all that that follows. But you know, like I said, uh, yeah, you know you can you can call it luck. You can call it whatever. but, uh, you you go back uh and, and Federer, Federer didn't make it to the finals a lot of times uh, against Nadal or against Djokovic or Nadal didn't make it against either one of them so
1: right. you know that happens uh, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I'm not taking anything away I'm just I'm just saying like it, it was just you know she, she got through there without having to play I mean Muhova gave her a great final I'm not saying anything She did yeah it was a great it that. was and, a good
2: final but but you know then, all this now there there's another rise of another uh, of another challenger right you know now
1: and then you know, also, which, uh, also with Haddad Maya, you know the other semifinalists. You know, Iga beat you know in two sets, but seven six. That second set was a tough set. Could have easily gone three. You know, I, I like that. You're right. Like I'm just giving the, you know the other the other side of it. You're right that you get the, the two new stars who make their first semifinals, and you know Mujova makes a final. So now you have you know them to look forward to and see how they go. Now that we transition into the grass, and and you know see how they go the rest of the year. Now, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I, I like that. You know, any time there's new youth coming up and new names, it, all that does is, uh, you know, hopefully create more, uh, more interest in, you know, in, in tennis and the game and, uh, you know, the tournaments that are coming up. And can they sustain that uh, going into the grass and, and have another great showing at Wimbledon? You know, that's all good questions that, uh, uh, that, that grab people and, and say, heck, I want to watch. I want to see that, you know, which only is good for the game. So yep. see what happens.
1: Yep. I mean, that's one of the cool things about going from the clay to the grass. It's such, such a big switch. I mean, even we talk about a lot that the surfaces are homogenized, but still there's certain players who are going to be really good on clay who, when you go to the grass, aren't, you know, and then vice versa. Right. People who are, you know, really good on grass when they go to clay, you know, they're, they're not as good. Summer is right around the corner. And as the sun shines brighter, your skin deserves the utmost attention. Fortunately, our sponsors Caldera Lab are the leaders in men's skincare, ensuring your skin is well prepared for the season ahead. Ever since I incorporated Caldera Lab into my routine, taking care of my skin has never been easier. With their clinical proven products, wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging are visibly reduced, leaving me with a boosted confidence and impeccable first impression this summer. Don't miss out on joining the skincare revolution trusted by countless men. Use code Connors at CalderaLab.com. And enjoy exclusive 20% off their finest products. I know as I get older, taking care of my skin becomes harder. Spend a lot of time out in the sun. I play a lot of golf and sports. So I know I got to moisturize. And the products at Caldera Lab have my back. They've got all the options I need. Different kinds of stuff that help me learn more about what I'm supposed to do. What I'm not supposed to do when it comes to my skin care. Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare products by combining pharmaceutical-grade science along with nature's purest and most potent ingredients. Get twenty percent off with our code Connors at Caldera Lab. That's twenty percent off at CalderaLab.com by using the code Connors. Elevate your skincare game this summer with Caldera Lab. All right, let, that's good on the women. Let's let's dive into the men. Novak Djokovic, 23 Grand Slams. When you played, did you ever think someone would win 23 freaking Grand Slams? No, that's, uh, you know, well,
2: you know, do you ever think anybody's going to win 14 French Opens?
1: No, no. <laughs> <You> know,
2: so, <laughs> you know, so, but isn't that funny? It all happens in, in this generation.
1: Right. And, right.
2: you know, which is kind of interesting. And, you know, we've talked about that, uh, you know, just uh, the two of us, Brad, and also on the podcast that, you know, back, uh, you know, 10, 12 years ago, the, you know, everybody, the leader at the time was, was Federer, you know, with the most grand slams and, and then followed, followed by Nadal and, and, you know, Joker back 10 years ago, had one grand slam.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, uh,
2: And, and now all of a sudden, boom, I mean, you know, he's, he's on the Autobahn passing these guys now, you know, everybody, you know, the greatest of all time and all this, and who's the one still out there playing and winning right. is, is, uh, is Joker. And, and, uh, I, I look at that and, and I see somebody who's willing, you know, to, to do whatever it takes to continue to play at such a high level, how he takes care of himself and, you know, takes care of, uh, you know, his on-court and off-court activities so that when he walks onto the court, he can play his best and have a clear mind and, and uh, you know, and produce the kind of tennis necessary. And that's not an easy task, you know, especially as you get older, you know, life, life changes family and business and, and a lot of things that enter into you know one's life that uh, you know kind of you know could interfere, but boy, uh, he sure hasn't let all that interfere because I think he understands that eventually you know all things come to an end, and he's seen that with uh, with Federer and and you know with uh with rafa not uh, not playing this year. so you know he sees that I'm gonna take advantage of it while he can,
1: yeah, like also with the covid stuff. You know, like, you know, seeing that, you know, hey, I might, you know, I've had these times where I haven't even been allowed to play, you know, so you, he sees the the finality of it a little bit in those moments where like, hey, maybe they won't let me play again. Or who knows if this, this situation is going to change, even though it has now. Right. And then that's got to be weird, too. The stopping and starting, you know, that's, you know, like where you're having to try and time yourself to be healthy and playing the best you can when. You know, he's been allowed to play this tournament, not allowed to play these, you know, and then up and down, like, you know, just to be able to maintain and keep your focus when you do have all that other stuff going on, family and life. And, you know, it could have been easy for him to be like, I'm 34 or five or whatever it was. I got all my titles, you know, maybe I'll just hang more with my family. But instead, he kept his focus through all of that stuff and got 23 grand slams. And it's just I mean, it's pretty crazy to see him, you know, and he's he's doing it, beating the best players in the world, having to play Carlos in that semifinal. Right. Carlos was minus 230. We talked about it last week on the show. Joker sitting right. there, sitting there plus 175. You know, our our buddy Billy Lily, he hit me up with a text. He said, Who do you like? I said, I said it's tough not to like Joker plus 170. Right. And you know, I I didn't know it would become, you know, like it would go down the way it did, but you know, with with him going for 23 and and Carlos, you know, he's got, he's got a lot of titles, and but his only slam he's got is U.S. Open, where he didn't have to go through Joker. So just talk to me a little bit about them and that semifinal matchup and, and then just, you know, everything else that went on, you know, the two weeks.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we talked about it, Brett, that, uh, you know, that, that experience that uh, Djokovic has, and, you know, he's, he's been on the winning and losing side of, uh, of Grand Slam finals. And, you know, uh, going in there and, and understanding that, you know what it takes and uh, you know and one other point about him is is that you know is that time when he had off and he wasn't able to play you know what what was that like knowing that he was going out and practicing and and having to put that kind of effort in you know mentally uh, not to get discouraged uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, to continue to you know to train and to work at his game and keep it at that high level you know not not knowing when he was going to play again, so I mean that you know a lot of that enters into the mental part of it, and you know so now he had the you know and he still does he's you know chance to you know just separate himself from you know Federer and Nadal and he's at twenty three I mean you know what's it going to be to uh, 30? 30 Grand Slams I mean if he plays another you know how many more years can he play he's thirty six so can he play another three or four years right. and and what can he get out of that and. And, uh, you know, Alcaraz, you know, everybody thought that you know, he had come of age and he has come of age. He's 19, 20 years old and he's won a grand slam already. And, you know, but, uh, you know, there's guys out there that, uh, you know, such as is Joker, who's not willing to just roll over and say, okay, you can have it now. And he's going to have to earn it. And, and, you know, Joker is in, he's in great shape and, and he proved that, uh, you know, Alcaraz was cramping after, you know, after the second set and, and, uh, you know, and and you know, to me that uh, you know that's that's kind of unacceptable. I mean, I don't know if that's on his team or, you know, nerves got into it or what. I mean, you know, but you know, cramping in the third set. And I I know Joker puts a lot of pressure on you and all that, but you know, that's uh, you know, you you got to be ready to play five sets, especially in the French against a guy like Djokovic. And you know, for him to come through and then you know play a, a get through that match because because of the emotional strain that was put on both those players. And then Djokovic comes through and, you know, plays a great final oh. and wins the French. So, uh, you know, well, he's well-deserved. And, and, you know, I, I, I like watching that because of everything he's been through over the past couple of years, you know, staying with his beliefs and, and uh, you know, taking all the crap that went along with it. But well-deserved. And, yeah. and I hope he continues. I hope it continues
1: for the rest of the year. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that, about the Carlos cramping. Because, I mean, I saw Andy Roddick, a buddy, friend of the podcast, put out a tweet saying, you know, first first he takes your legs, meaning Djokovic, you know, he takes your legs from you. And before you know it, like, you know, that's gone. You know, like he grinds you kind of down early in the match where but you're right, only three sets. If he starts cramping in the third set, and we saw it earlier this year in the match against Sinner in Miami, that great match that they had, where he had some kind of cramping issues where, you know, they were talking about in, on the telecast, did he hydrate correctly? I remember he was almost looking over at his box, almost like disappointed. Like you know, did we mess up? Did we not do something right? But like you're right, for it to happen again in such another big crucial match in the third, it wasn't even in like a long fourth or in the fifth. You know, deep in the fifth, you got to be expected to play three sets. It's three out of five. You know, at minimum. Well, so. you
2: got you got to be you got to be expected to play five sets, right? <laughs> you, you know to. To go out there and to stay, I mean, there, there's a lot of ebbs and flows and ups and downs in a five-set match. There's no doubt, you know, but, you know, you kind of wonder, Nerves might might not have played a part in that. Uh, you know, it was a big match. He's playing Djokovic in the semis of the French. He's the um, favorite. Yeah, he's the favorite. Uh, he won the U.S. Open. It was a great opportunity for him to to win a grand slam, beating uh, Djokovic or a Nadal or a Federer, which would have been a big deal. And I wonder if nerves didn't play a part in that because it can it can drain you.
1: Talk to me about that. Like, what's the difference between the I'm not hydrated cramp and I'm nervous cramp? Like, what what is it about it the nerves that makes you cramp? Like, you're just so worked up because of the, you're you're working so much inside mentally. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, I guess I mean there was some guys uh, that uh, uh, went back when I was playing Brett that you know had had already played a set before they even left the locker room. You know, right. just pacing and 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 uh, back and forth and you know up and down instead of just trying to you know just get ready and and go at your own pace and not let the, the importance of the moment kind of get to you before it gets to you out there on the court. And you know, I mean, you go out there. That's why I said Djokovic has taken care of his business. I mean, he goes out there. And he knows once he's out there, he's, he's thinking about things that, that are going to happen. I got, okay, let's start moving my feet. Let's get my racket back. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's try to hit the ball solid, you know, in the warm up because, you know, all that, you know, plays into uh, your attitude towards the whole match. And, and, uh, uh you know, like I said, you know, we, we talked about that experience, you know, is, is invaluable and, and he knows how to handle that. He's been around for, you know, 12, 14 years now. And, Played so many great finals, won and lost, and and he knows how to handle that. And it was a good education for Alvarez, very good education, and and for his team to understand that you know we we got to get you in in the best shape, and we got to get your game in the best shape, so that you you can understand that that's where you are, and you don't have to worry about anything else. Just go out and play now,
0: right. and
2: and that but that's that's hard to do. That's hard to do. You know, con- controlling emotions is something you got to work at also and I you mean know, we I've had buddies back in the back in the day that you know would would get emotional on the court and and fly off the handle and you know be able to snap their fingers and it was gone and they're right into the next point but then there's others who 5 6 games down the road were still bitching and moaning about the same thing yeah you know that wears you out yeah you know so it's more than just hitting tennis balls and running around a court it's you know it's an emotional game also and you know, to be able to control that is, uh, is very important.
1: Yeah, uh, you're definitely, you're right. I think, you know, beating and then beating Joker in three out of five is a different animal than beating him two out of three, you know, beating him on clay. That's, you're not going to get any easy, quick, free points. And, you know, everyone was talking about, you know, Alcaraz's return was the thing. And, you know, Joker's like, wait a minute, I've, I've been here. I've done this a lot more than you have. And, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to win this grand slam, you're going to have to come through me and, you know, to see Joker step up and win twenty-three that way, I think it was it was pretty cool because you know he had to beat the you know the guy that everyone's talking about.
2: Staying in there and playing into your mid to later 30s, people don't understand just what that means to an athlete to be able to do that and the sacrifice that is needed to, to go out and, and to play at such a high level. Mm-hmm. In in any sport, you know, Tom Brady, you know, 40 years old, you know, still you know, winning Super Bowls and, and things, they don't understand the sacrifice that goes into, you know, being able to, to go out and to do that. And, and, uh, you know, it can cause a lot of havoc in your life, you know, but, uh, you know, that that's, uh, you know, that's why dealing, you know, the, with the on court and the off court situations is, uh, is so important. So yeah, going to be fun to see what happens the rest of the year.
1: There is no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. We streamline hiring with powerful tools that find your matched candidates. With instant match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches the job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed Data USA. One of the best things about Indeed is that they're a one-stop shop. I don't have a lot of time. If I need to hire somebody, I love going to Indeed. They let me know what I need to do. They have everything I'm looking for. Indeed does the hard work for you. Indeed shows you candidates whose resume on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Indeed's hiring platform matches you with quality candidates instantly. Even better, Indeed's the only job site where you only pay for applications that meet your must-have requirements. Join the more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Connors. Offer good for just a limited time. Just go to indeed.com slash Connors and support the show by saying you heard it on this podcast, Advantage Connors. Indeed.com slash Connors. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? Then you need Indeed.
0: Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation, this is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas.
1: And just one, now that we move to the grass, just talk to me for a minute just about what you liked when you would have to go through the clay court season and then you would switch to the grass. What was your like, ah, was it nice to know you were get a lot? Quicker points, or that you know, this favored your flatter, you know, the flatter wave style that you played. What was it that you enjoyed when you guys make this switch now, going from the clay to the grass?
2: Well, I mean, I I, I didn't really have a clay court season. I played the French and and uh, you know for a couple for a number of years, and and that was really about all. And for me to to go to the grass, and you know, the the quicker points, to take the ball out of the air, to. To try not to let the ball bounce and and to to be able to move forward is more my game and my style and you know the grass back in in my day Brett you know, would bounce so low and and uh, so so many different bounces that you know it was uh, better the to take the ball out of the air and serve and volley and so forth and and so you know I I like that I like the going and having to deal with all that uh, you know in the clay I had to deal with you know, guys running down my best shots and almost, you know, looking at me and going, ha ha, that didn't have anything on it, <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> you know, you know, going to the grass, if, if I would hit that kind of shot on the grass, it would skip through and, and have some pace and, you know, it would give me an opportunity to be more aggressive. So yeah, I, 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 like the, the transition from the clay to the grass and, 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 and uh, being able to, to really play more my style of game.
1: Yeah, I'm def- definitely looking forward to the grass season. I, I always kind of wish it was a little longer. You know, it's just, uh, you know, four, four tournaments or whatever it is, three weeks before, and then you get, you get Wimbledon. But speaking of another sport we love that's played on grass, uh, LA Country Club right now is popping off. As we speak, this will come out Friday early morning, so you can take a listen to this podcast, Advantage Connors, over the weekend and sit back and watch the golf. Talk to me about who you like. This weekend, U.S. Open happening in our backyard over there in uh, in L.A. What do you think?
2: Well, I've been I've been watching uh, a lot of the follow up to the to the U.S. Open now starting uh, starting this week and and uh, watching what they've done to you know to the course and and some of the holes and and the length and you know they've got uh, they've got a two hundred ninety five yard par three but they also have a ninety yard par three so <laughs> uh, it's amazing but. Uh, you know, I, I've had the, the opportunity to play L.A. Country Club a number of times and, and really enjoyed it. It's going to be a test. It's really going to be a test, and uh, the fairways are going to be important. So, you know, you got to go for the guys who drive the ball the straightest and stay in the fairway and, and understand where to hit, you know, their approach shot because they've got a lot of, you know, uh, runoffs that go into, you know, dangerous places. That You'd be lucky to make bogey, I, I guess, if, if you go there. So It's going to be quite a test.
1: A lot of barrancas. Right. Yeah. And deep bunkers and those like water. Yeah. And, the, and the, the, the rough looks brutal. It's like that different kind of grass. I can't remember what, what he was calling it, but it almost looks like backyard grass. You know, it doesn't look like that, that soft kind of uh, grass you're kind of used to. It, it, it looks like that, that thick mulchy almost kind of grass where it's like, how do you get out of this stuff?
2: Yeah. Sometimes it's, uh, you're, you're going to be lucky just to hack it out of there, I guess. And bogeys are going to enter into it. Double bogeys might, but it's, you know, they, they always use the word patience, uh, you know, don't, uh, you know, know when to attack, know when not to know when to you know kind of bide your time a little bit because, you know, if if, if stuff happens, it's going to happen to everybody. Right. Yeah. You got to figure in, uh, you know, unless somebody just comes through and plays a, a perfect four days of golf, but, uh, it's going to be a great test. And, and, uh, you know, me, I mean, if they, if they start at four o'clock in the morning, I'll be up watching. So yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. And, you know, I had a few friends that invited me down and, you know, to say, come on down, we'll, we'll go and, you know, walk around. We'll watch, uh, you know, watch Fitzpatrick or we'll watch Kepka or, you know, I said, yeah, I get a better view on TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of true to watch it, but, uh, but I, I'm, I'm excited and you're right. It's, uh, It's a course that when we go to LA, you know, for doctors or friends or dinners or, or whatever you, it's inevitable that you drive by the LA country club and you say, and now you walk, you you can drive by and say, US Open's playing there, you know, and it it has played there. It's uh, pretty special. Pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what? I mean, I love the US Open week is because you, it humbles everybody. You know, you're so used to seeing these freaking freaks of nature out there going 20 something under for four rounds and you know, six, seven, eight birdies every round, just eagles here and there. Sort to of see them have to struggle and to be happy with par. And and I saw Max Homa give an interview, and he's just like, you know, bogey's a good score. Yeah. Sometimes he's like, you know, my my caddy and I are, you know, drilling it into my head that bogey's an okay score, where you know, you're used to thinking bogey's terrible and you're trying to birdie every hole almost on the PGA on some of these courses, the way they set it up.
2: I'll just say this. I, I, I want to tell you why I think bogey's a good good score is because I
1: named our little mini Schnauzer bogey. <laughs> so, <laughs> you got him with you. I can hear the birds chirping in the background. It sounds like it's a pretty nice day there.
2: Yeah, it's uh it's gonna be good. We're we're in June gloom, but uh you know it's 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 still a little overcast, but uh, hopefully. Uh, the sun's going to come out soon. We've been about six weeks into overcast activity here in, in Santa Barbara. But, uh, you know, we get uh, 300 days a, a year of uh, sunshine. So, you know, a couple, a couple weeks of this, not so bad.
1: Not bad. I don't want to keep you long. I know you're heading down to L.A. You're going to be driving by the L.A. Country Club today. But give me a couple guys that you're looking for, who who, who you got winning, so, uh, you know, we can keep an eye out this weekend.
2: Well, I, I like uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Okay. He's got the the kind of game that uh, that can show up for for a test like that. You know, how can you not go with Kepka, Scotty Scheffler? You got you got to go with them. I know you know those guys are favorites, and you know I'm not jumping on a bandwagon, but uh, but uh, Xander Schauffele has good records in uh, you know in in a, in a lot of the majors, and uh, you know I I don't think he's been at quite the form that he's he's wanted to over the. But uh, I think he kind of rises to the occasion too. And and uh, you know who who drives the ball straight?
1: Cantley could be all right.
2: Cantley could be okay. And Hovland, Victor Hovland,
1: Hovland. He yeah, is. yeah, yeah. He's he's playing really well. What about uh, Cameron Young? I kind of like Cameron Young. He's pretty solid. John Realm. At
2: a tournament like this, where you know uh, you know par or you know four or five over might win, or four or five under might win the tournament. How many guys can you know uh, can jump in there? You know, a lot everybody? of guys. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. You, I mean, Rom. Rom's know, won
1: right? the U S open. He won down the coast at uh, Torrey pines a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah. I mean, you, you can, you can sit here and, and make a, make a case for, you know, for, for a lot of guys, but uh, you know, it, it it's, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting because, you know, and you said it, uh, you know, you see the best players in the world like that. They, they go in and, and they say, well, you know, sometimes a bogey's a good score. It kind of makes you think, you know, that, you know, shit, I make a few, I make bogeys out when I play and, and and I'm going, oh, how could I do that? But you're right. You know, sometimes making a bogey is is like grinding out a point on the tennis court. You know, it's better than a double or a triple. Right. Uh, you know, so and birdies
1: uh, in, and if birdies are few and far between, making doubles and triples is, you know, that's gonna crush you. You know, making a bogey, you can, you know, minimizing your bad holes, I guess, is what you really gotta do during the US Open.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm just telling you, you know, I'm tuning in. So text me back and forth and and, uh, let let me know what you're thinking.
1: Yeah, you'll be getting up at four to watch it there. I'm going to be staying up till four to watch it here. (laughs) I get that. I'm I'm kind of loving it. Melina's going to crash out and I'm going to stay up late watching it over the weekend. So Uh,
2: you'll have you'll (laughs) have
1: a ball. Yeah, it'll be good. So, so how's Bella? Tell me how Bella's doing. Your your baby, your babysitting. You, you and uh, Grandma and Grandpa and Bogey all babysitting Bella. How's she doing?
2: She she's fitting in. Yeah, she's at uh, the first day. It uh, was a little rough. She uh, she kind of was <laughs> not knowing where to go. If you were back in back in your room, back in uh, your your part of the house, and so she would uh, just kind of. We didn't have to take her for a walk because she was at one end of the house to the other, just kind of <laughs> trying to find you. But pacing. She's fit in really well, and uh, she and Bogey, you know, they go out and they have their time. We're running around the yard, and so when they they, they get back in the evening, they're they're ready. They've had it, and, nice. and uh, they're ready to turn the lights out. And, and uh, but she's eating well, and and uh, she she's doing fine and fitting in. So we we would expect nothing less.
1: She's a nice. good girl nice i i appreciate you guys taking care of her we miss her over here and good to get get you on the pod i'll let you get on the road i know you got to get going
2: i do but uh you uh you travel safe i hope you find your bags but uh give everybody a hug over there for us and and uh, you enjoy yourself but always as i say watch your back keep your mind on your business and i love you and i miss you and uh and stay in touch keep me posted
1: yep will do everyone you can follow us always adv connor's everywhere you know what it is give us a uh follow, or leave us a review, and uh, we'll check in with you next week. Peace!
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death